Welcome to CEF Insights, your source for closed-end fund information and education, brought to you by the Closed-End Fund Association. My name is Diane Merritt. Today we are joined by Mark Hughes, Portfolio Manager and Research Analyst on the Emerging Markets Debt Team at Western Asset Management, and we are happy to have you. Great, thanks to be here. Now, investors sometimes refer to emerging market debt as a single sector, which might imply common characteristics across the space. However, this market is quite diverse. Can you give us an explanation of the breadth of the EM debt market and the benefits and risks EM debt presents to investors? Sure, Diane. Emerging markets debt is increased in size and sort of prominence in the market uh, significantly over the past 10 years. And, And obviously, you can think of it as as being one asset class, but we try to break it down into three different sectors. Those sectors are hard currency sovereigns, hard currency corporates, and local currency bonds. And between these three uh, sort of subsectors, we find that for different investors, we can find different risk return profiles, you know, at different points in the cycle. Some are more attractive than others. And as a diversified asset manager like ourselves, we can actually rotate between these asset classes depending on what's going on in the market. Interesting. Western Asset is an active investment manager with a focus on fundamental credit research. In the emerging market debt sector, what advantages do you see for an active manager with respect to managing risk and adding to performance? So I'd say there's two parts to that question. One is that when you're looking for an active manager, you're looking for someone who has a, in emerging markets, that is, you're looking for someone who has a global platform and a big research team who's out there able to, to go track down what's going on in, in all these diverse emerging markets around the world. So you need to have not just somebody who's operating out of one market necessarily, but with market investment professionals who are trading out of New York, trading out of London, perhaps Singapore, Tokyo, and even China now in Asia. So we feel like having that diverse global platform is really important for emerging markets and allows us to both select the great investments but also avoid some of the pitfalls out there. When it comes to active management, which active versus passive is obviously a big topic in investment research these days, and I think emerging markets is an area where you really want to have an active manager. What we find is there are 70-something countries that fall into emerging markets debt space. And if you go with a passive approach, you're often going to own every single one of them. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to have strong views on some. We're going to want to own, you know, have overweights in some. And and often in emerging markets, you're going to want to have zero weight to some countries. Uh, You know, an example of some of the, you know, the countries out there that are either risky, have elevated default profiles, or certainly are in the news these days, um, or certainly Venezuela comes to mind, countries like Lebanon, and even some really small uh, recent issuers that that don't really have a track record like Papua New Guinea and Tajikistan. And so we think that having an active manager who's making that sort of overweight, underweight decision and and trying to keep you out of trouble is, is really important. Western Asset manages a closed-end emerging market debt fund with a ticker symbol EMD. Do you find the closed-end fund structure to be advantageous in managing a portfolio of EM debt? We do. and I think both from the manager side, we like the closed-end fund structure, and from the investor side, the closed-end structure offers some advantages. So from our standpoint, the closed-end fund obviously provides a stable base of assets that we can manage. With certain other options, such as ZTFs, you find that inflows and outflows out of the sector can cause 
volatility in pricing, and they can even there's certainly longer term concern about what a larger you know market downturn would do to technicals for ETFs. Whereas we know that when we're investing EMD, we have a stable base of capital and we can put it to a more long term use than, than having to worry about you know position with excess cash for withdrawals. And we find that to be very attractive. I see. For much of 2018, the U.S. dollar strengthened and U.S. interest rates were rising, creating some headwinds for emerging markets. 2019 has started with improved performance from EM debt. Given this, what are the key issues you see impacting the outlook for emerging markets? Well, I think your characterization of what's gone on over the past year is really right on. What you saw in 2018 was uh, with a lot of market concern about Fed hiking rates and some evidence that the U.S. was growing faster than a lot of other regions in the world, both, say, the Eurozone as well as emerging markets. And those fundamentals and sort of market expectations last year led to some stress in emerging markets. Ultimately, people wanted to you know, have their investments in the U.S. and in dollars, and, and that was tough for EM. I think the EM team here at Western takes a lot of its cues from our global macro research team and portfolio managers. And and I think we've been calling, even at tough times last year, we've been calling for U.S. growth to slow down. Uh, We've been calling for for moderate inflation, both in the U.S. and and abroad. And and if those conditions were going to take place, we also thought that the Fed was going to have to take a more dovish stance over time. And, And really starting with the end of 2018, you saw that the dovish pivot, as we call it, occur. So, Since then, emerging markets have been less concerned about having to hike their own interest rates in response to the Fed. There's a feeling that, you know, maybe U.S. growth isn't the best in the world after all and that it's okay to sort of get back in the water in other asset classes. And and those that change has really contributed to some nice performance in in both uh, hard currency emerging markets bonds as well as the, the FX and local currency debt. Now, your portfolio has the flexibility to allocate among countries as well as currencies. Where do you see the best opportunities in a sovereign debt? Are you more comfortable with U.S. dollar-denominated positions, or do you see benefits to local currency exposure? So as we talked about up front, closed-end fund like EMD has the flexibility to sort of go wherever in emerging markets that we feel the best opportunities are. At the same time, we are, you know, the number one goal of this this fund is current income. And so when we think about the our asset allocation within emerging markets, we do try to think about, you know, what, what securities are going to have the highest likelihood of paying those stable returns. As a result, our philosophy is to, to stick a little bit more to the, uh, to the hard currency emerging markets bonds versus local currency debt. I, I think if you were looking for a different, either a different product, a different wrapper, or a different sort of total return profile, you might consider, you know, increasing your uh, your allocation to local currency debt, which we also do find attractive. But but I think if our goal is to pay our, our stable, you know, high but stable coupon over time, I think we're gonna we're gonna stick more to the the hard currency debt. What you saw last year is with the sell-off in treasuries, but also the sell-off in global spreads, whether it was emerging markets or or places like the U.S., is that. Sovereign debt became really attractive and had some nice yields in the sort of five to eight percent range last year, and so that's really what what we've been focusing on in in EMD, and and we continue to find that segment attractive. Shifting to the corporate debt market, do you find current valuations to be attractive? Where do you see opportunities in this space? Sure. So the EM corporates are an interesting. Uh, 
sort of asset class because they share a lot of similarities to what you see in U.S. credit, both in the investment-grade market and the high-yield market. But also, at the same time, you have to understand that emerging markets corporates have sovereign risk sort of embedded in them. And obviously, you know, the riskier the country that that company operates in, the more sovereign risk and political risk that may be taken there. So typically, we like to see that you're being paid for both the sovereign risk in addition to some sort of corporate premium. What's different about EM corporates in the past couple of years is that unlike the U.S. credit market where, you know, money has been freely available and you've seen a lot of, a lot of issuance, particularly out of investment grade, the EM corporates have been much more sort of responsible with their balance sheets. There hasn't been as much uh, issuance. And we feel like the credit trends are actually more stable in emerging markets. So we feel like EM corporates are a nice sort of diversifier and, and sort of yield enhancer within the emerging markets universe. And actually, we do like, um, we think that emerging markets corporates, in some sense, are, you know, can be more attractive than developed market and U.S. credit, you know, for more starting to become concerned about where we are in the economic cycle. Considering that U.S. investors are typically underweight in non-U.S. investments, how do you believe an allocation to emerging market debt is best positioned in an investor's diversified portfolio? Sure. So I I think, as I said at the beginning, I think you've seen um, asset allocations to emerging markets debt increase over time. I think institutional investors were sort of the first of the party in one sense with their allocations. And existing emerging markets do appear in some bond funds sort of naturally, the, um, what we think of as a, a core plus or, or sort of a generic bond fund often has some of the larger emerging market issuers embedded in it. And that's because, the, for example, the Barclays aggregate or the Barclays credit indices do have SEC-registered EM bonds in it. So I, I think that the typical you know, investor with some allocation to fixed income is going to get a little bit of emerging markets sort of naturally in there. What we feel, what we sort of our recommendation is that you augment that with some standalone emerging markets debt exposure. And we're not talking about, you know, 20% of your asset allocation, but we feel like, you know, a single digit allocation, you know, out of your fixed income bucket can be, you know, both a yield enhancer and a diversifier. Mark, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Great. Thanks so much for your time. And we want to thank you for tuning in to another CEF Insights podcast. For more educational content, please visit our website at www.cefa.com.